Chapter Nine of Ruffles and Danny, or the Responsibility of Ruffles, by Marjorie Watson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine. The bridle path was wide. The sun splashed down through the pine trees, now lighting with a dazzle the gold of Danny's uncovered hair, now touching with a caress the boyish pucker of Ruth's mouth as she whistled softly answering the bird calls from the fluttering feathered busy little nest builders who so cunningly shield themselves from view and yet surprise you with a clear rollicking warble close at hand and again bringing out forcibly the strong clear-cut profile of mr sanderson's splendid head every now and then the presence of some wild thing was made known by the rustling of last year's leaves likely a rabbit ruth remarked how queer it was to find sand everywhere even mixed with pine needles in the midst of the woods the woods on the cape are not like those on the north shore the trees do not grow to great size and the wide paths often stretch in several directions showing vistas of light and shadow with patches of blue sky and the sand of the pathways glistening white suddenly from out the distance of the road on which they were a woman came running in great haste. Mr. Sanderson drew up, shading his eyes with his hand. Then, at a word, Farmer Boy sprang forward. "'My dear Miss Frost, something has happened. Can I help?' Mr. Sanderson put strength, encouragement, and comfort in his voice as he sprang to the ground. "'It is fire on the edge of the wood,' she said between her panting breaths. I was going for more help. There are only two men to fight it. Ruth, said her father, ride quickly back to the captain, tell him there is fire, show him the direction, and he will know what to do. Ruth and Bonnie were off like a whirlwind. Then of Mary, he asked, looking searchingly in her eyes, would you have any fear in mounting farmer boy? No, indeed, she replied with confidence. But looking at her skirt in confusion how can i quickly please he urged and taking her hand he placed it to grasp the saddle then he made a stirrup of his hands for her foot and she was up her skirt deftly and carefully arranged before she had time to draw back farmer boy is perfectly gentle will you see danny safely home he asked placing the reins in her hand with just a lingering touch of transmitted strength as his own closed over it for a second. "'And you?' she inquired. "'Shall I have any difficulty in finding the place?' "'Follow this path and take the first turn to the left.' "'I wants to go too,' pleaded Danny, as his father was turning away. "'Little son, we couldn't leave the lady to ride alone when there is danger.' will you take my place and see that no harm comes to her danny threw out his little chest and brought chrysanthemum alongside of farmer boy don't be afraid he said in a reassuring tone looking up at mary so far above him i won't let anything hurt you and the sweetness and manly bravery of the baby face made mary long to snatch him to her arms for there was a wistfulness in it too as he watched his father's clean swinging motion as he ran swiftly away mary's heart was stirred with a variety of emotions 
she had ridden before and was not afraid but the fire the worst menace the natives have to dread there is so little to fight it with the man who had just left her seemed strong enough to cope with anything a masterful man and she looked at her hand she felt a feminine satisfaction in the knowledge that her ankles were slim and shapely and she hoped she'd not meet any one she knew for no situation in the minds of the residents would warrant her riding a man's saddle in an ordinary dress skirt she was sure of that presently she was startled from her thoughts by a loud whinny from farmer boy as ruth came into view riding free and clutching an axe and a spade mary and danny had just time to pull aside as bonnie tore past this made farmer boy a little restive there was some excitement in the wind and why should he a horse of spirit have to amble tamely away from any deed of daring there followed several men running with brooms and more axes and spades and finally the captain who was too large a man to run the fire had gained considerable headway when mr sanderson reached the spot and he saw that not much could be accomplished till more help came but he tore off his coat and wrenched a branch from a tree to beat the flames and he worked hard and fast when ruth came riding up he seized the axe and spade casting her a look of love and pride ride to the village and send more men dear there was no time for caution ruth was turning sharp curves from path to path in reckless fashion the soft sand deadened the hoof-beats and it was a very undignified leap that a tall young man had to take as she swerved round unexpectedly breaking in upon his meditations and landing him in the blueberry bushes ruth herself almost lost her seat for bonnie shared the surprise steady girl steady quiet bonnie we must go back and apologize her cheeks which were red before were glowing now and her hair had escaped from the band of ribbon and was dancing in the wind the young man still sat where he landed hugging his knees and watching with sang freud this wild rider get control of her steed riding slowly back ruth bent over to hide her laughter pretending to fix her stirrup oh he did look so funny she whispered to bonnie aloud she said i do hope you are not hurt we trust you will pardon us no indeed that is to say certainly i mean i am not hurt and there's nothing to pardon twas just a bit sudden that's all he picked himself up flicking the clinging leaves from his trousers with his handkerchief then looking up at ruth with a quizzical smile he went on but i'll attend to the villain when he comes along i assume there is one pursuing you or are you just playing at arethusa he had entirely recovered his nonchalance and was wondering as he recognized ruth's rare beauty where he had seen her before excuse me for asking he said but do you always ride like that a merry peal of laughter echoed through the woods but it was cut short with the memory of her errand then she surprised him a second time by riding off at a gallop calling back over her shoulder the woods are on fire she pointed to her left they need your help 
he stood with his feet wide apart his hat in one hand smoothing his back hair with the other and apostrophized the woods that will do for a beginning one shock at a time please hm now for the fire he pulled himself together and started off at a jog trot richard huntington had left the buckboard to carry his baggage on to the hotel and had elected to find his way through the quiet of the woods nice drowsy little place this and his grin had a fine touch of subtle humor ruth called into service every man she met who could possibly leave whatever he happened to be doing at the moment she inspired the laziest with energy she animated the most negligent with an unwonted interest in the common good such is the great influence of youthful beauty and vitality that men flew to do her bidding they all knew what was needed it wasn't the first time they had been called upon for a similar service when richard reached the spot all those who had been first summoned were working with a will and none stopped to question even in thought who the strange broad-shouldered athlete might be when he slipped into the place where the need of fierce struggle was most urgent the captain took command of the forces and as new volunteers appeared he called out orders in a voice which could be heard above the crackling of the burning branches and the blows of shovel spade or axe he did his utmost to get the fire circled passing a spade to richard he commanded him to shovel sand on the creeping ground fire the captain looked anxiously toward a little house on the edge of the wood not far from the fiercest heat the wind was blowing in that direction and he concentrated all his strength now to save that little house if possible for the danger was imminent oh for a good stream of water groaned richard exasperated by the inadequacy of his efforts to smother the flames although he was doing excellent work his shovel loading and unloading with quick regularity after a while he stopped a second or two to straighten his back and relax his muscles thereby conserving his strength his glance was arrested by the sight of two women standing with clasped hands close to the little house as though they would protect it with their lives tall gaunt and wide-eyed undoubtedly paralyzed by fright and overcome by the impending calamity which threatened them jove the pathos of it when a man battles with the elements he's up against it so muttering richard was bending again with renewed determination when he saw a horse and rider dash round from the rear of the house a girl spring to the ground tether the horse out of danger rush up to the two women and then in a minute all three turned toward the house that's all right and just in the nick of time commented richard there are some compensations even for the worst that may happen at times it looked as though the men might win when the wind died down for a short while and then the hungry flames would leap higher than ever rushing reaching and grasping for the next tree victim ruth's heart was filled with pity at the sight of the thin hopeless faces of the women but she was a child of action and her youth was undaunted come she cried you must be on the safe side and get all the things you can from the house to that clearing over there and i'll help you come slowly and in a daze the women followed ruth into the house now then 
pick out the most important things first where shall we begin here's a nice old rush-bottomed chair i'll take that out while you're getting things together why child exclaimed the older of the two that there cheers as old's the hills i don't ever remember the time when we didn't have it grant there's simpkins allers set to the table in that cheer yes of course said ruth breezily i'll save it first of all she picked up the chair and was off out of the door toward the clearing before the astonished women could offer a suggestion well i declare sarah she's a real pretty bright-looking girl but don't seem's though she can have much sense you stay right here and tell her what to take next yes susan i'll give her this pair of pink vases that we got down to the fair at barnstable two year ago soon she comes back the one addressed as susan picked up a gaudy red plush rocker and staggered out through the door with it when ruth came running back sarah handed out the pink vases oh but haven't you got some valuable papers and things she asked why that's so here wait a minute ruth watched her disappear through a door then she held the impossible pink vases at arm's length poor things she said under her breath and it is not unreasonable to question whether she referred to the vases or the women she took an impatient step or two toward the door through which she now heard returning footsteps but started back as sarah emerged with a step ladder just a minute dear i'm so glad you reminded me of it and sarah proceeded to place the step ladder close to the wall mounted and removed a framed document there dear it's mother's marriage certificate now you run along with those just here ruth made up her mind that something desperate must be done if anything really worth while was to be saved she ran to the door and exclaimed in a horrified voice that the flames were getting very near i think she said that we'll all have to take right hold and carry things as fast we can here you take these and i'll get something else she gently urged the poor frightened woman toward the door then she ran hurriedly through the rooms took sheets and blankets from the beds and spread them on the floor removed clothing from the closets and added any light articles that could be thrown in with them made a bundle and tied it up she surprised susan very much by meeting her at the door and telling her to carry that out which susan meekly proceeded to do lor sakes what you got there asked her sister in passing susan gave her a queer little one-sided smile i don't know but you better go right along and maybe you can tell better than i what you are getting next ruth had now dominated the situation somehow she managed to meet the sisters each time at the door until she decided it didn't much matter what came next and then she herself began to remove such articles of furniture as her young strength could manage at last all was done that seemed feasible the sisters looked at their belongings heaped up and bundled together there in the open field then their gaze wandered back to the little house they saw one of the men rush toward it and was that yes a tiny flame creeping along the edge of the roof was now plainly visible the older sister sank with a sob in the nearest chair and susan fell on her knees burying her head in sarah's lap 
sadly ruth turned her back hesitated and then slowly walked to where bonnie was tied and mounted tread softly bonnie there are hearts in trouble we've done all we can now old girl but captain frost will know what is best to do next if only the little house had had the sense to stand on the farther side of the road which skirts the edge of the wood instead of cuddling so confidingly close in spite of the morning of excitement and exertion there wasn't a droop in any part of ruth's splendid well-trained body but she rode slowly the reins lying loose and bonnie trod softly as she was told picking her dainty footsteps in the yielding surface of sand and pine needles her beautiful tail swinging rhythmically back and forth in unison with the motion of her sleek body ruth's arms were folded and her head thrown slightly back to catch the spatters of sunlight sifting down through the trees her deep blue eyes were thoughtful how joyous tranquil and unconcerned she and dad and danny had set out over this same path earlier in the morning this led her to wonder if her own special responsibility was behaving himself like a little gentleman her little curly-haired sunbeam we must take him round to brighten up the two lonely women very soon bonnie mustn't we but where where would poor helpless susan and sarah be a glance over her shoulder showed the smudge of smoke lying low over the trees yonder it would be easy enough to stop the progress of the fire after it had consumed the little house of that she felt sure with the force of men at work and then with a little expressive twinkle of amused surprise it occurred to her that she had failed to notice whether the young man so wondrous wise who jumped into a bramble bush and fortunately didn't scratch out both his eyes had joined the firefighters or not bonnie the mare stopped turned her graceful head and pointed ears in questioning surprise bonnie ruth repeated playfully shaking her finger at the white star on bonnie's forehead just think of that fetching straw hat sailing through the air and landing yards away from its lawful owner and those light gray flannel trousers supposing the blueberries had been ripe what then a rippling rollicking laugh sent a red squirrel scuttling off in indignant fright now bonnie if you are sufficiently impressed with the possible results of a faux pas you may proceed there was a telepathic sympathy between bonnie and her rider and it was an almost imperceptible touch that set the mare off at a smart trot for danny had been out of sight full long enough End of chapter 9